the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe right here on Faith Talk Atlanta. I always wanted to sing like Michael McDonald, and I try, and people just laugh at me, Dan. So now, <laughs> well, I, have, I, now I have low singing self-esteem, so I'll just let him do the uh, singing. Great bumper. Welcome to Tuesday, the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. <laughs> you, sound, yeah. you sound like you have some type of ailment when you do that. No offense. I do have an ailment, that's for sure. That's not the singing voice you used when you were the singing Jesus way back when for Easter. What was that, 1993? Yeah. When yeah. was that? Uh, that was uh, 2003, actually. When I was 33, I was like, yeah, I'm the same age that Were Jesus you really was. 33? Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Did they mic you up while you were up there? Uh, yes, but I never sang. It was just uh, dramatically acting. But doesn't it sound better when I throw in the... The singing Jesus? The yeah. singing part? Yeah. I love to see the people's expression, our guests. <laughs> and they're like... They look at me like... What kind of show is this? <laughs> yeah. And they look at me and go, you, Jesus? No, you? I, don't, I don't see that at oh, all. Oh, yes, they do. You're <laughs> just like Jesus. Yeah. Don't look like him, though. Uh, speaking of coming back, guess who's back? Pastor Chris Maxwell, author and speaker. He's got a new book out. It's called Underwater, When Encephalitis, Brain Injury, and Epilepsy Change Everything. We'll talk to him in just a few. He's in the green room, and he's not sipping tea because... Shamso, are more than a receptionist, is back in court today. Again? I thought she was out of the jury duty. What happened? I think she must have given the bailiff a little extra lip, you mm-hmm. know, because she gets an attitude when she doesn't get she, enough coffee. Yeah, you're right. She does. She went, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just a little bit of an attitude. Just so I texted her this morning, emailed, and I didn't get a response. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. So either that or she... Uh, or Chris Stapleton's in town. She went to the concert and she had a little too much to uh, a little too much enjoyment. She that couldn't make it on time. Could very well be. You this just morning. never know. Speaking mm-hmm. of enjoyment, thank you for those knock knock jokes you gave me this morning. Can you give me that one again <laughs> that you gave me this morning? I I'm still laughing. Yes, well, I can. Can you remember it? Yeah, it was a uh, knock knock. Oh, I'm as well. okay. I thought you were going to do the whole script. I'm sorry, you didn't have your hearing aids in. <laughs> knock, knock! <laughs> Let's try it again. Okay, knock, knock! Who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. <laughs> I dare I'm you. I'm sorry, I thought it was funny. I dare. It is funny. I dare you to do that tonight at the dinner table. Do you guys eat? Together at uh, night? Every once in a while. Maybe you like guys once are or go- twice You're a everywhere. Week, yeah. The girls are working or doing productions mm-hmm. or going to uh, Switzerland or Germany. And yeah. 
Kathy's usually working. Yes. Something's usually going on. Somebody's yeah. got to work in that family. Mm-hmm. Huh? But I think, yeah, I think, well, tonight Kathy's working. Yeah, because somebody has to work. Didn't she just work Sunday? Yeah. But, she, I thought nurses only worked once a week. Well, she's working a lot, you know, to make money for the wedding and stuff. But, oh, uh, I forgot about the wedding. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's coming up. How but, is the son-in-law elect David Bababa doing? Now, ever since he started at Must Ministries, mm-hmm. thank you, Must. We appreciate it. I haven't seen Heidner hair. Uh, yeah, he's he's been around some. And he brought some uh, shirts the other day, some of those Must Ministries uh, uh, gobble jog shirts. Here? Uh, well, he brought them to the house yeah. and said, hey, you should wear these when you're on the show. And I said, yeah, that'd be a great idea. And then they disappeared, so I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, I'd like one we, of those. We're gonna, I was going to bring you one, too. Yeah, that'd be could, awesome. We can wear them. But. Maybe you could put a bug in somebody's ear. Maybe Did you text Ike? You have Ike's number, don't you? Yeah, I should text Ike and say, hey, we need some of them gobble jogging shirts. Well, I hope that David moves up through the ranks so uh, he and uh, Bethany can uh, take care of uh, Uncle Rick and Aunt Donna and all the Radcliffe family. Yes. Well, you're going to win $100 riches. million dollars at some point, sometime soon, is <laughs> what you told me. That's so. what I'm praying. Yeah. They are going to give me another chance on the uh, drums and the worship band. Did I tell you this? Are they paying you $100 million to do that? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be great. No, i practice. Uh, going to practice tonight. I think I'm on three times a, a month uh, now. And uh, we're going to do Jesus is a Friend of Mine. Oh, I love my, that my, song. My, 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 Jesus. <laughs> I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. So Governor Deal signed the state's budget yesterday. Teachers getting a 2% pay raise starting 2017, July, right. which is a good, I think it's a good thing. That's good. And it's National Teacher Day today. It is National Teacher uh, Teachers Day. I see my boys, well, specifically Elijah's teachers all the time because he's, <laughs> because he's Elijah. Because they love him <laughs> so much. That's why. They say, Mr. Probes, how you doing? Uh, I always say, uh, I don't know. You tell me. How am I doing today? <laughs> what did he what do did now? What did Elijah do now? Anyway. <laughs> so what, do you remember your favorite teacher growing up? My favorite teacher, I had, a, I had a couple of them, but one that stands out, actually, I'm Facebook friends with him now. He was my drama teacher, and mm-hmm. he lives on the south side of town. He's mm-hmm. retired. He's been retired. He taught middle school. He taught high school. I think he taught college as well. Wow. I had him in middle school. Um, his name was, uh, and is Joe Wiley and, uh, just, uh, amazing. You, a UGA grad and, mm-hmm. uh, just very, very awesome. Any relation to Ed Wiley? Could be. They, mm. uh, I'll have to go back and look at pictures and see if they had the same, same beard. Same that beard, same beard. Yeah. My favorite, uh, probably. In yeah. I was going to ask you yours. Uh, in high school is Mrs. Cagle. I had her for all. Here's your faith talk Atlanta forecast. I'm meteorologist Aaron Williams. Mostly sunny skies out there today. We're looking good. Highs this afternoon, upper 70s. Overnight lows, mid to upper 50s. Sunshine again tomorrow with highs in the low 80s. Thunderstorms returning for Thursday. Live from the OutletOnline.com studios in Buckhead. Okay. Okay. Well, we're back. Well, <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen around Well, I didn't here. have to go to the bathroom. Thank you, Dan, for <laughs> plugging you? that in. Okay. At my age, you just can't wait. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Of course, you I just... have, what, one, two, three, four, five <laughs> bottles of water here, so that so you will have to go that to could help. So, Mrs. Cable, your, Kegel, yeah, anyway. your favorite Hey, it's teacher. meteorologist Aaron Williams yes. popping in here. And Aaron. also brain surgeon and rocket science. Yes, he is. Scientist. And also program director just took you off the air for a couple seconds. Sorry <laughs> about you. that. Yeah, just, we just had Thank a commercial you. there right out of the middle of nowhere. My apologies. We were having some technical issues on the station. I had to restart the PC. And uh, ah. when you restart the PC, weird things can happen. It uh, makes the hamsters mad. It did. They, it did. they just harder, started getting so. angry at me. So 
My, my apologies, guys. All That's right. okay. Thank you very much. That's but right. it, was a, it was pleasant to hear your weather, though. It was. Wasn't it's it? not. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank yes. you. Is that I, an updated weather forecast, or what's the updated weather forecast? It's going to be sunny and beautiful. High temperatures for today in the I upper 70s, it. low 80s. It's going to be awesome. great out there. He's not just that. another pretty face. No, he's he? not. I'm yeah. definitely not a pretty face. Just, <laughs> ask my, just ask my wife. That's why we're all in radio. That's right. That's right. Sorry, guys. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And the as the hamsters just keep on rocking. So, Mrs. Cagle, what now? Mrs. Cagle, yeah. I had her all three years. Uh, for like my sophomore year, I had her for English, and then I had her for, I don't know, I had her for two different classes because she taught a whole bunch of different things, but she was just one that would pour into you yeah. and just loved her. So thank you, teachers, yes, for what you do. We love our teachers, and I don't know if you've been keeping up, Dan. Then we'll go into the break, and I'll go grab Chris from the, uh, the green room. Um, I used to watch Regis and Kathy Lee, yeah. then I would watch... Uh, this was when I was a lead pastor, and I had a lot of free time because all you do is read the Bible and well, you, re- you watch work television. one day a week, don't you? I mean, on yes, Sundays, that's, that's about it. it. That's yeah. all. So I would watch Regis, Kathy Lee, Regis, and Kelly, mm-hmm. and then I got a real job here right. at Salem Media of Georgia, and I couldn't watch anymore. But I've been kind of keeping up, and we know that Kelly Rippa had uh, Michael Strahan mm-hmm. was it for yeah, so long? For yeah. Then he left and went to Good Morning America, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then so for a year they've had rotating. A guest or co-host, right? Well, she made the decision because I think it was up to her. Uh, Ryan Seacrest, who is from Atlanta, yeah, right. He is uh, her co-host, and here's a picture. You want to see that? How awesome! Now I've is got that? a question for you. Mm-hmm. Look at that picture. I know you just put it up there. Can you see it? I can. The... Yeah. All right. Does it look to you like she's like going, Ryan? Sit up straight, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, she probably is too. Right? Don't sit too close to me. You, you think know, that's the shape of things to come? Uh, you never know. But I I'm think, sure he's getting a nice big fat check for that. So I think she maybe a hundred million dollars. That's how come you, you and I didn't get the memo on that? <laughs> well, I think we were her second choice. It was going to be Kelly and Rick and Dan, <laughs> but but then uh, Ryan said yes. All right, real quick. Mm-hmm. If I said, uh, "See, you wouldn't want to be here tomorrow," walked out the door. Who would you get as a co-host? Um, I, I'd Put have to quit clip. because there is no other co-host. That's very nice, kind, and generous, but no, who really? Um, Susan Norris? Susan or, or Ken Kington? Ike Ike Riker? Yeah. Yeah, one well, of Ken three. would be a given. Let's pull Ken off the okay, table. He'd be, he'd be the first choice. Ike would be fun. It would be a fun show with him, yeah. Okay. Or Ed Wiley, or Kay Dodd, or you know any any. Kay's in town. She's down the street at uh, what uh, second uh, second Pond second Baptist. Ponds. I think she's so, doing yeah. a show even yeah. as we speak. I would. Uh, I'm going to go out of the guests. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick uh, Tiana Bobo Gino. Really? Yeah, yeah she'd Bobo be a good Gino's one too. granddaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of life. Yeah, she's she's young. She's spunky. She's spunky. Mm-hmm. And uh, her her grandmother watches and listens. Hey, baby girl! Yeah. And she's got the circus in the family, so... You that's right. She's amazing. But that's yeah. not going to happen. No, it's, it's you not. and me together. Faith right. Talk Live. Let's go grab Pastor Chris Maxwell. Talk about his new book, Underwater. We'll be back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. This is Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe, right here on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, it's the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Tuesday. I almost said Wednesday, uh, but if I'd have said Wednesday, we would have missed Tuesday, and we would have missed Pastor Chris Maxwell, who's yeah, in the would. in the studio to the left of me. Good to have you again. Hey, thanks. It's great to be with you You're guys You're looking again. sharp in that, in that jacket. 
Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the sunglasses you. hanging down there and everything. ZZ Looking Top good, would yeah. call you the sharp-dressed man. Here yeah. he is, right mm. here. He's I'm, not. I've he, never been called that before. Well, so there you the first go. Time. So on the next book, then you need to quote us okay. saying that you are the sharp-dressed <laughs> sharp man. man. Good to have okay, you. Good to good see to, you. Yeah, it's good to we be We ran into him this morning as we went to Starvizzle because we can't actually... Name the name of the coffee company. We what did you to. call it again? Scarvizzle. 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 Okay. Not right. Scarvizzle. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but anyway, he was over there and uh, having some coffee and enjoying no. himself. No coffee. No coffee. No coffee. Just, Just food. my muffin. You and can't water. have coffee on your medicine I don't, I don't stuff. Drink, I don't drink any caffeine. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you if people who know me heard you say that, they would think, "Wow, Chris has a new conversion <laughs> type of experience, <laughs> and he's uh, joined our." Caffeine addictions, but no, just uh, water and blueberry muffins. I oh, love wow. blueberry muffins. I didn't realize that. Uh, I've got an addiction, and I've cut back, though. So when I had the flu a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was drinking about four or five cups a day, which is down from what I used to drink years ago. About 11, 12 cups a yes, day. Yes, <laughs> at least. And now I'm down to about two, maybe yeah. three. Uh, but I feel good. I think that's maybe why I had Yeah, some. you usually get a tall now instead of the uh, the great big uh, maxi size yes. that you used to get. <laughs> Bring the pool over here! <laughs> Fill her up! Give me the spigot. Pastor Chris Maxwell, uh, he is campus pastor at Emmanuel College way up there. It takes way a couple of days to get down here usually. You're down here and you're going to be speaking over at the... Are you just going to have lunch at the pharmaceuticals? Is that what yes, you said? Yes, I'll be over there. I'm, I'm just about an hour and a half, Emmanuel... Uh, is my office there and working with the college students. So I'm not that far. And so I can come to Atlanta and be with you guys and, and then uh, get some lunch with my friends at the pharmaceutical company. Awesome. You just wanted to see where the bridge collapsed. That's what you wanted to do. You wanted to sit in that traffic. You wanted to experience that pain, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Underwater is Chris's latest book. How long has this been out? Uh, it came out a month ago. Wow. Yeah, and this is my eighth book. Wow. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Uh, you know, my neurologist uh, met with me. This was, this was great. Right after the book came out, I flew to Orlando, and I'm there meeting with my friends. And um, my neurologist uh, took me to dinner that night after I flew in, and he was the one who was there to help save my life yeah. and help walk me through my time of adjusting and recovery. And his, he, Is he that was, him in the foreword? Yeah, he wrote the foreword, yeah. uh, Dr. Yeah. Pineless, yeah. a Jewish neurologist, and he was holding the book there at the at the table, and he just— Hit it several times, and he's made this statement before, but it really got me again as he as he said this. He said, "He said, Chris, your stubbornness and your God is the reason that you were able to write this book. Yeah, wow. They thought I would never be able to speak again or write again or do many of those things if yeah. I did live. But uh, you know, as we've talked about here before, it's it is a miracle. But I, God did His part, and we had so many people helping and doing their part. But I had to be willing to work through the struggle." And writing this book was another part of that. Mm. Uh, writing it was that time of feeling the experience again. I want to talk to you about that in just a few, and I do want to talk to you about your neurologist because I've highlighted some things he said mm. uh, about you being stubborn. Mm. And I want to see if you were always stubborn. And something that really grabbed my attention, because you just gave me the book this morning, and I thumbed through it, and I saw this part in there where you had lunch with your wife and you said she never got a chance to say goodbye to the old chris and that struck me yes and you never got a chance yeah or your friends or your family mm-hmm. and i want to kind of dig around in there okay. as well and also again you brought this up into something i wanted to talk to you about when you sat down to write this no doubt memories came back and mm-hmm. how you handled them obviously and on one level you've overcome 
overcome them because I'm holding the finished product. Yeah. Thank God, right? Right. But there's always a struggle and there's always the potential victory. And I think on the other side of this is the victory. We'll talk about that in a second. What have you been doing since the last time we saw you? What have you been, you and your wife and your, your son's been producing CDs or putting out CDs or something, but <laughs> yeah. what, what, you, what have you and your wife been doing? Well, we've been, uh, you know, busy in our jobs and uh, just thinking about how good God is in so many ways. Our three sons are all over the place. Yeah. I told you about them before. Right. And, uh, our oldest son, Taylor, who wrote the song Underwater about my illness, he and his wife and their three kids live in Denver. Our middle son, Aaron, he and his wife and, and their son live in West Africa. And then Graham, our youngest son, he and his wife also work at Emmanuel College where I work. And That's Debbie, awesome. Debbie teaches elementary school, and uh, you know I'm busy with the college students. This is their week of finals, and oh, it's, wow. it's been a good year at Emmanuel College. And uh, you guys know I love those students, and I mm-hmm. love seeing what God's doing in their lives. And and uh, just thinking now as those the students, are, are many of them are graduating. I've been meeting with them and thinking about their futures and uh, just praying and helping them process the next the next season, the next chapter of their story. Yeah. Pastor Chris Maxwell, the book is called Underwater When Encephalitis, Brain Injury, and Epilepsy Change Everything. We'll get into that in a second. How often do you get to see your son that's in Africa? Uh, they will be coming here for the summer, and we will have awesome. a little over a month with them. So, yes. You see them frequently back. or every uh, year? No. Or? Yeah, usually every year, maybe sometimes twice a year, but yeah. at least once a year. Wow. And how long has he been there? With his uh, family, this is their first year there. They were uh, prior to this. They were in uh, South Korea for several yeah. years. Mm. Wow! Yeah, that, we prayed uh, years ago. We prayed, God, send them wherever you want to. And he thought we were that's serious. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like, figurative, figurative, not literal. But uh, he he took it seriously. God, we met somewhere in the U.S. That would be great. Yeah. yeah God we, bless him and his family yeah, though for great. stepping out because that great. is not an easy uh, mm. road to hoe, yeah. is it? Uh, I don't care where you are. And I think one reason Aaron is so good at doing what he's doing because of this underwater road that wasn't an easy road for him, Mm. but he's learned the hurts and pains of life underwater and what an influence he's able to be for the lives of many students who are struggling in different ways. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Pastor Chris Maxwell, what does your wife do? She's a school teacher. She's she a teaches school. fourth grade. Yeah. Today's National School Teacher Day. It is. Yeah. So happy School Teacher Day to her. We yeah, hope Debbie, she gets we're proud of you. Yeah. Yes, very proud of her and all the teachers. So let's just go back real quick. 1996, a day like any other day. You were pastoring yes. a church in Orlando. Right. Uh, you got up in the morning. Did you drink coffee then? No. No. Hmm. You got up and it was normal? Yeah, I had been sick for a, a you know a few days before that. I had not been feeling good, high temperature, sick to my stomach, and I, I was like always healthy. I did not get sick often and wasn't feeling good. They had uh, taken me to a doctor, and he didn't know what was going on, but I continued getting worse. And then uh, Debbie had to take me to the hospital, and she thought she was going to take me to the hospital. They would find out some problem that they could solve quickly, and we would come back, and our lives would be the same, but... Uh, we did not know how long I would be in the hospital, and that when we did come back, our lives would never be the hmm. same. Wow. How long were you in the hospital? I was in the hospital, I think, around 10 days, and then uh, we had a nurse coming to our house three times a day for several weeks after that, and um, speech therapy for a long time after that. So an ongoing uh, journey underwater. Hmm. So um, the initial um, malfunction, if you will, happened at what point? In the hospital, 
the just the everything just seizing up and everything. Well, yeah. I was suffering from encephalitis. Yeah. That was the illness that I had. They yeah. did not know if I would live through. And because of that illness, my brain is permanently damaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And epilepsy is a long-term effect of the scar tissue in the left temporal lobe of the brain. Right. So, so what, encep- ca- what caused the encephalitis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in fact, it's interesting you asked that question. Uh, last weekend, I was in Dallas mm-hmm. uh, with at an encephalitis conference. I do a lot of epilepsy groups and epilepsy conferences. This is a, was a group of people who have suffered from encephalitis in various types, and many, like mine, were unsure exactly what caused it. Caused hmm. it. it was a, a viral infection. Uh, for some reason, my immune system did not fight it off, hmm. and again, wow. our lives were drastically changed. Hmm. So at that point, uh, things changed in so many ways because yeah. you talk about in the book the old Chris. You had to learn to talk again. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't to, remember I names. Couldn't remember the names of our three sons, Taylor, Aaron, and Graham, and those things that I did for a living: speaking, mm-hmm. writing. I was writing Sunday school curriculum at the time, writing articles of, and reviews for a variety of magazines, and and preaching. Didn't use notes. I could memorize things easily, and everything changed then. Mm. Um, and in the hospital, I had to, I mean, at it, it, first, I did not understand what was really going on. The sure. other people began to understand it before I did. But, I mean, here I am not knowing uh, that I was about to enter a new journey, a new life of having to be taught. At that age, 35 years old, mm-hmm. someone who was a leader, now I would be the follower. I would be the one depending on others to lead me, teach me how to eat. Teach me how to get dressed. Wow. And teach me how to eventually do many of those things I did vocationally to teach and to write again. What a humbling experience that is. Yeah, it was very humbling. Mm. Very humbling. And 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 it was it was painful. It was Mm. painful. And and honestly, as I wrote the book, I was reliving it. As I wrote this book underwater, I was going through those things again, interviewing family members and friends and people from our congregation. Letting them, uh, those who knew me Mm pre-illness, during the illness and post-illness, comparing the pre-illness Chris and now the Chris with brain damage and epilepsy. Interesting um, and painful to hear their stories. After after I finished writing the book, I had an appointment with a with a counselor and. Uh, she looked at me and she asked me, I mean, she said, Chris, you've just written this book so honest and painful. Tell me how you feel. And these two words came out of my mouth, unplanned. I did not know what words were about to come out, but these were the two words that came out of my mouth. I said, painfully healing. Hmm. Hmm. Writing the book was very painful, but it was therapeutic and healing for me to do that. Interesting. Let's talk more about this book. It's uh, put out to help folks. Uh, they want to read about your story, find out about the you on your journey, but it's going to help them as well. Underwater, when encephalitis, brain injury, and epilepsy change everything. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay right there. From our seventh floor studio in Buckhead, this is Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. We're sitting pretty on a Tuesday. It is Tuesday's edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. Well, speak for yourself talking about pretty. I'm sitting <laughs> mediocre looking, but yeah, okay. I'm oh, Dan come Ratcliffe. on, Dan. You know as well as I do when you and I go into a public place, they look at me and go, eh. But when they see you, they're like, 
Wow. I've not heard that. <laughs> no. and I, and I, I did not say either of those this morning when I, when That's I met true. you guys. Yeah. That's true. Pastor Chris Maxwell here. We're going to talk about uh, more, talk more about his uh, latest book called Underwater. But first, uh, tomorrow is going to be Dr. David Delk from the FCA on our Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. On Thursday, it's our birthday celebration. Two years. Mm-hmm. Ken Kington will join us then. Then Friday, you and I will be at Lederhosen again this year. Or Lederkast. Or Lederkast with it, yeah. Molly Holm over there at Piedmont. It's a satellite. Uh, the main mm-hmm. Lederkast is where? Do you know? Yeah. It's in Atlanta, right? Usually or is it it's Dallas? at the Gwinnett Arena, I think. So, yeah. yeah. And somewhere. we're going to do that. It was huge last year, and we appreciate the invitation again this year. Women in Ministry coming up May the 18th. Can't believe it's May. You can sign up, ladies, if you're in ministry. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. And America's Benefit LLC. Health coverage you want. You can get it now. Your plan, or rather, OurPlanRocks.com is the place to go, and they are proud sponsors of Faith Talk Live. Meanwhile, Pastor Chris Maxwell talking about underwater. Dan had some great questions while the break was going on. Let's see if I can remember them now. Uh, Well, first of all, just the title, Underwater, I mean, that that gives such a mental picture. Is that the way you felt as you were going through it? Where did the title come from, and is that the way you felt as you were recovering from the injury? Uh, Good question. The the title actually comes from uh, one of the songs that our son Taylor wrote, and he wrote the song Underwater about my illness, about how he felt Hmm. and what he was going through as the oldest son, his dad's, is he going to live, is his dad going to live? So those were his feelings, and he wrote those in the song Underwater. So as I was writing the book, I just let that be my working title because I could relate. I felt underwater. Mm. Will I ever come ashore? Wow. And the, the, the current, you know, the mental current of the waves and the force and the winds and, and just the unknown. I just felt underwater, not mm. knowing when I would come ashore. How would I get there? Who would welcome me ashore? And so I wrote that as sort of my working title, and the and the publisher was like, uh, Chris, we want that to be the title, and Taylor was fine with it. So we mm. used our son Taylor's song title as the as the title of the book, Underwater, because it does fit the mood that I felt as I lived it and the mood I still feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of us, those who are struggling with epilepsy or whatever type of disability or life disappointment each person is facing, can't we all in some way feel at times underwater? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, totally. how, how are we going to get ashore? Everybody right. else from our lens, from our perspective, they seem to just float there easily. Mm-hmm. But if we knew them better, we would know that there's some struggles and they feel lost at sea themselves at times. Mm-hmm. And, and we wrote this book, even though it's my story and it includes the stories of other people with epilepsy. We thought also about many of the people who feel underwater are the caregivers. Mm, we did yeah, not but. want this just to be us, the patients. Mm-hmm. And so we have a counselor giving suggestions for the caregivers. That's really what good. about the Debbies in the world and right. the Taylor Aaron Grahams of the world? Right. How do they feel? How do the parents feel? How do the spouses feel? Mm. What can we do to help those in need without doing too much so that they never learn to right. learn again and have right. some ownership? But but also not not too far in the distance. Let's stay close to them in this life underwater. That's mm. really good, Pastor Chris Maxwell. Underwater. Can we play that song mm. into the break, Dan? Because yeah. uh, yeah. we usually don't uh, bumper out. So yeah. if we could play that, and yeah. we'll kind of sell it there. Um, we're talking about his latest book, Underwater. So your neurologist says a number of things here. Now looking at you now, and how we communicate now, and I'm sure. Has this been with folks that have maybe knew you before and see you now? They're like, well, you're you're pretty much the same. Uh, do they notice a, a vast difference of the Chris 
that you miss and yeah, Debbie missed? That's a good question. It depends yeah. on when they're talking to me and how long the conversation is. Okay. And how well they knew me before. Okay. I mean, many people that just, when they meet me, they think, wow, what do you mean you have brain damage? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, stay with me for a few hours. Ask me a few questions about names and numbers. Right. And, and when did this happen and what happened here? Uh, the more you talk to me, the more you will find the weaknesses hmm. coming ashore. Wow. This is pretty amazing because what you experienced on this side of it, you said you're the author of how many books? Eight? Yeah, this is the eighth book that I've written, and I've been the editor and ghostwriter for over 20 books. Wow. That's pretty much miraculous right there, right? Yes, it is. But it's not miraculous in a sense of that you didn't get it just like that. It was a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Day by day, minute by minute, month by month, year by year. Is it because you were stubborn initially before this happened? Because your neurologist talks about you being stubborn. Um, and Debbie would probably agree, too, wouldn't she? That yes. Let's get Debbie on the phone. Let's see, Let's see if he was and is. So yes, do you, did agree. that have a positive effect on you moving forward, you think? I think initially the effects were negative because sometimes stubbornness can cause denial. Mm. And I just could not believe that I was as bad as they were telling me. Right. So mentally, it took me a while to grasp and understand what they were saying. And when I could understand it, I did not receive it or believe it. I was in denial of that. So huh. that was the negative part of the stubbornness. The positive, I'm, I refuse to give up. Yeah. I mean, That's the good I, part. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if I believe all of this stuff that I say I believe about this great God and he's with us, whatever we're going through, and that he is like my help in time of need. He is the strength in the middle of my weakness and my struggle. I don't want to just preach it or say it or write it. I want to live it and embrace it Mm. in the middle of the scar tissue in my left temporal lobe. When I'm searching for a noun or a verb, when I'm trying to remember a name, I need God in those moments. But God wanted me to do my part. Sitting back and waiting on God was not the correct way to wait on God. Mm. I had to be willing to type the words and try to think and try to process and answer the questions that I struggled to find answers for. Hmm. Dr. Hal Pineless, your neurologist, said this, and it's in your book, The Forward. We'll tell you how you can get this book in a second. His MRI of the brain looked like Swiss cheese, Hmm. and I knew it was permanently scarred. Here's an expert, deals with this all the time. He says that uh, Chris needed extensive rehabilitation. Thankfully, Chris was innately stubborn. Mm. Wow. Yeah. How many of those out there are not innately stubborn and they're in denial Mm -hmm. and they're stuck in their paralysis, the paralysis of their thinking? Yeah. A lot? Many people. And I want to encourage all of those who are listening today to be stubborn the right way, not the negative side, not the stubborn of denial and the way I've always been and go back to that person. Let's find the new us and let's accept the new us. And the same for caregivers. Let's be stubborn the right way to work together and work through our pains, talk to a counselor, talk to someone like me, someone who's been through this, yeah. read read the book. And I'm not saying that because it's a book that I wrote, right. I, because I wrote this book writing what I wish had been available to us when this happened to mm. us. I, I wrote it thinking of the patients in mind. What, what can they learn from the book? What can they learn from my story? How can they be stubborn the right way? 
Instead of the wrong way, denial, let's be stubborn the right way, determination. Mm. Pastor Chris Maxwell, the book is called Underwater. In a second, we're going to hear his son's uh, song called Underwater. And uh, from that song came the title of this book. The book was already done, but they said, hey, this is a no-brainer, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Let's use this as, as, as the title. Dan asked you an extremely hard question, not for you, but it's one of those you know, this is a entertaining show. This is, you know, yeah. but we want to get serious. You want to ask that question again? Yeah. About well, just the gentleman that he knew that was at the conference. Yeah. Just hearing you talk about it and then, and hearing how you struggle through, uh, through going through the recovery of this. Uh, my, my question was how many people, and, and you see several thousands of folks who are dealing with brain injuries like this. Uh, how many people, uh, decide to end their lives because they're just too frustrated or feel like it's never going to get better. Yeah, that's, uh, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are various um, issues that uh, people are having to deal with these days. There are many people who are dying from encephalitis with unknown reasons. Mm-hmm. We're not sure exactly what, what happened. And then, uh, you know, being at the convention that I was at last weekend, uh, those who have suffered from encephalitis and now are living with the consequences of that one of the men who was there the previous year could not be there this year mm. because he had ended his life mm-hmm. um, last year. And it just broke my heart yeah. because we can look at the numbers and the statistics and they should scare us and concern us. But these are people. These are real people yeah. with real faces and real lives. Mm. But honestly, many of them feel lost at sea. Mm-hmm. How can they come ashore? Right. Will anyone swim with them? Mm-hmm. And the practical meaning of that is who will drive them to their doctor's appointment? Right. Who will help them go to the grocery store and buy food? Mm-hmm. Why do we not talk about encephalitis? Why do we not talk about epilepsy? Is some of these silent disabilities or diseases that are very noisy to us in mm-hmm. our worlds and people feel alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pastor- yeah, go ahead. Especially if they're feeling underwater and, yeah. and like they can't come up for a breath. It, right. It seems like you might just go, well, okay, I'm just going to give up. I can't do yeah. this anymore. And side effects of medication is something also that Another can affect, thing. affect people. So, uh, yeah. Let's talk more about this on the other side of this break. Going into this break, this is, uh, you want to set this up, this song? Yeah, this, this is a song, song that uh, Taylor Maxwell wrote about how he felt in my illness. And he titled it Underwater. Hurt his mind. I'm underwater. I'm underwater. I've been hiding underwater for the fear I'll front the blade. Just because I won't embrace it Doesn't mean I'll make a change You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. 
Well, I think I am dancing. You uh, are. <laughs> of course I am, because it's the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Tuesday. Always a pleasure to have Pastor Chris Maxwell here as we talk about his brand new book. It is called Underwater, and seconds will tell you how you can uh, get your own copy. And also, if you had a chance to hear that music out, that is uh, Chris's son, Taylor, the EP is called Good Grief. There are five really great songs on there. You can go to taylormaxwell.com to, to find out more. And I don't know, can you show that on there? Or yeah. did you before? That is, uh, an artist did that, and that is uh, that is Taylor. Where that, you can't see his face, though. All you can see him is fishing there. Yeah. So the next EP will have his face on there. <laughs> so uh, great stuff. You can check it out, and we'll tell you in a second how you can get uh, Chris's book. Tomorrow it is Wednesday. Dr. David Delk will be with us. We're not sure if he's bringing a guest. He probably is. He is. He's got a guest in his back pocket, and he always likes candles in the studio, so I've got to go after the show. I've got to go one. to, what's the best candle place I can go to? Yankee Candle. Yankee probably. Candle. Yeah. I'll go get some smelly. Or Confederate Candle, either way. I okay, mean. but they've got to be scented. It's kind of like a, yeah. a, a nice feminine It's got to smell pretty. That is tomorrow, Thursday. It's our birthday celebration with Ken Kington. And then on Friday... We'll be at LeaderCast. Speaking of great CDs, here's a great one for you. Dr. James Boyce uh, put out a series, and you can get a CD from that series absolutely free. The Bible Study Hour is a great show that we carry on Faith Talk Atlanta, and you can get your free CD. All you have to do is go to faithtalkatlanta.com. Pastor Chris Maxwell, Underwater is the book. Where can they get it? Amazon? Where else? Yeah, get it on Amazon. You can go to my website, chrismaxwell.me. Uh, if you want the ebook version, go to Amazon. And uh, also, I didn't tell you guys this, they're doing an audio version of this book. Oh, many, I love that. Yeah, many Very people cool. with uh, various types of brain injury, reading is difficult. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted uh, this book to come out. They wanted it to be my voice. And so we finished the recording a few weeks ago, and that was also painful I'll because bet. I was reading again. I don't mind the, you know, the microphones and, and that part, but reading and reliving it again after I wrote it, hmm. I, I was I was feeling the the pain of that. There were a couple of chapters that I could tell some tears were coming through my eyes. I did hmm. not want them to come through the microphone. Yeah. Right. But then I realized that I encourage people that we need to cry. We yeah. are created with the healing hmm. of tears at times, and we should not neglect that. But I yeah. felt it as I was reading for the audio version, and I think it'll be about a month that that will come out. Hmm. Awesome. Then get that as well on Amazon and, yes. and your website. Yeah. Pastor Chris Maxwell, Underwater. So you, this this book is about your journey, has stories and other people's stories, and it's to, to help folks and the caregivers for what's going on as far as yeah. encephalitis, brain injury, epilepsy. You're the author of uh, the seven books prior to this one, uh, amazing books, but this one more about your challenges and your walk through yeah. it. My question is, sitting down, you have to relive those. You interviewed folks that knew you before mm-hmm. because you didn't, have the, you didn't have the capacity to remember those parts, frankly. And so you had to get it from the horse's mouth. They were there. Yeah, right? and even those that I could remember, I needed their perspective because it was at a different angle yeah. than mm-hmm. I had. So you're sitting down, typing, writing, however you do yours. What was the emotion? What kind of emotions... Probably a bunch of the gamut of emotions, yes. right? Up, down, yeah. sad, angry. Explain. Yeah, there were a few times when I uh, just struggled deeply to, you know, writing, writing, the writing part wasn't as hard as the feeling. You know, I could, I could feel it. Uh, 
as I was writing, and, and I wrote this in the first chapter, as I was writing there, here I am at this at a conference for so, with so many people who are friends of mine. They're like family members. We're part of the same tribe. We live with, with epilepsy, and, and we know the struggles. And they're all leaving, and I'm saying goodbye to them. And then I'm going up to my hotel room, and I'm typing this one of the chapters. It ended up being uh, the opening chapter, knowing that Debbie is driving to Atlanta, and she and I will be going to dinner that night together. Hmm. And I didn't expect this to come to my mind. It was one of those surprises. I'm taking all of the feelings, you know, as you were asking me about interviewing the people and finding out. But I was I was wanting to write about, oh, it's been great to be with these friends and now I'll be with Debbie. But I actually wrote about how sad it was to say goodbye to the people who could understand my pain. Mm. And then I thought about Debbie driving this way. How does she feel driving to Atlanta to come to have dinner with me that night? compared to how she would feel if she was coming to meet the former me, mm. the man she married. The, if Chris had never had the brain damage, how would she feel compared to how she does feel? What, what would he be like now? Mm-hmm. None of us were able to say bye to that Chris. Right. And, uh, well, that, that, was, that was deep. And then so many of the stories, so many of the stories, I had to relive them and I felt it and I hurt. And I, I just received a long email two days ago from someone who was reading the book and, and they're like, my story is different from yours. I've never had that illness, but I know about pain in life. <clears throat> and I felt like I was with you. Hmm. And, and this person was, uh, their comments were about when I went out to eat the first time by myself when I was able to drive again and I'm going out to eat and I was so excited. I was like a little kid. I can drive again. <laughs> yeah. I'm seizure free. I can drive. I can place my order. And I wrote a story about how I could not read the menu. Hmm. I could not remember what I wanted to order in that place. Wow. Here I am at Subway. I'm a picky eater. I was a picky eater. I'm even more picky now. But but I struggled to read what was on the menu and I'm standing in line. And as I was standing there realizing I cannot remember what to order. Mm. I cannot read what to order. I reached into my pocket and grabbed my keys and almost left. Mm. But who would know? You know, who would know? Right, right. But I wrote about it because I would know. I would know I left. And if I left that time and didn't stay and place the order, what about the next time mm-hmm. and the next time? I believe there are people who are listening to us today and they're reaching for their keys and they're ready to quit. They're ready to leave, not to place their order. I want to tell them, let's, let's stay in line. I'm so glad that God helped me to, to endure and stay in line. At those th- probably three times I reached for the keys and wanted to leave and escape. But I stayed, and when it was my turn, even though I could not remember what I wanted, it all came out as if it was one word, six-inch turkey on wheat, lettuce, tomato, pickles, oil, and oregano. And I still order it that way wow. every time I eat wow. at a Subway. <laughs> but, 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 you know, what is your order that you need mm. to place now for you guys that are interviewing me what about those in our audience we need to hold on and stay mm. and place an order and realize maybe we can't read the way we used to be able to we're not the people we were before but we can be better let's place an order let's receive a meal and let's live life underwater because if we do we can find beauty there mm. we offer a lot of suggestions on practical ways to do that drinking enough water, getting enough rest, seeing a counselor, getting help. But let's not swim alone. Let's find people who can help us. Mm -hmm. And let's find the beauty beside us 
in the water and the waves and the weather of this life of damaged brains or broken hearts Mm -hmm. or broken bank accounts or jobs that we used to have that we no longer have. What is your story underwater as you're listening to this? I want you to realize, face the reality of your present situation, but include this four-letter word that we just throw all through the book. We stir it and mix it all in the water of the waves, Mm -hmm. and that's the word hope. That's not fake or denial. That's believing in this mighty God who loves us and has plans for us mm-hmm. even if our brains or our hearts are damaged. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Chris Maxwell, the book is called Underwater. He's amazing. It is amazing. you got to pick it up. Go to Amazon and get it. The, the one that is the audible version coming out very, very soon. Again, your website real quick. ChrisMaxwell.me. Always good to have you. Uh, And don't forget to pick up uh, his son's CD. You can go to taylormaxwell.com. Tomorrow, Dr. David Delk, join us for that great middle-of-the-week show. It's going to be a good one. Have a great Tuesday. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. We'll see you. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at ourplanrocks.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.